Happy holiday, happy holiday. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. This is the weirdest mashup I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Let's make hip hop Bing Crosby. Wow. So yeah, uh, recording this. What is it? Uh, two days before Christmas? Three days? Three days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, Mark Sanger, Glenn Percival again uh, with you once again uh, on PS Nation Podcast. It is Tuesday, December 22nd. The PSN store is supposed to be updating any time now. We don't know what's going to be on it. We kind of have an inkling, but we don't know. So how's it going, Mark? How's the week been? Uh, it's Tuesday, and it's already been kind of a long week, mostly <laughs> due to Christmas shopping. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy Happy holidays! All right. Oh wait, wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a long week of work already. It's been two days, so yeah, it's kind of nice. Though we're we're uh, going to be recording Tuesday this week and Tuesday next week, so that we can get the show out on Wednesday both weeks because of the different holidays we deal with, New Year's and all that stuff. So um, a little bit shorter of a show because we had a really long weekend and really didn't get to get to mm-hmm. sit down and play any games for review. Um, yeah. I didn't yeah. really think about that last week when I was planning things out for this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it we, was Thursday. It was like last week. I think it was the only day I had to yeah, play stuff on my own. <laughs> me too. Actually, I didn't even have that day because I was editing that night. So, yeah, um, we went over to the, the well. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But we had we had a really long weekend. So I'm still actually kind of tired. Fun from it. food, drinks, and <laughs> cool people. Elbow drops and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and apparently there was a slap fight, but yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, quick quick show tonight. Well, quick itinerary, but I think we'll probably end up talking because I've got a bottle of white wine tonight. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, so uh, no new releases whatsoever. Uh, Guitar Hero Van Halen came out today. Yay. Well, uh, that's not necessarily true. Apparently some stores are... Well, most stores oh, have right. Bayonetta already, and some are selling it early. That's right. There's a, a thing at Kotaku that, like, there's some stores in the UK, and then they actually said a Toys R Us in Wisconsin, but it didn't happen to be the Toys R Us that's by my house. It's probably the one up by where I live. I'm thinking it's probably one, like, kind of in the middle of nowhere, because I went there, I looked. There was no spot for it on the shelf. I asked the guy, and he's like, what's it called? <laughs> what's a video How game? Did, can, you, can you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably up in uh, Eau Claire, because they've done that before yeah. at that Toys R Us. Yeah. Ugh, so then movie. I looked at uh, Best Buy's website, and they actually list it in stock at ha. all the stores in the area, but it's still at pre-order, so I called them. And the dude was like, oh, yeah, uh, which system do you want it for? And I'm like, well... 360 because it's better sorry ps3 fans <laughs> and he's like yeah no problem i'll put it aside for you i'm like holy shit so you know i get in my car to start driving there and he calls me back because i had to give him my phone number and he's like oh man i'm sorry we can't sell this till the street date you should have you should have not answered the phone if it was in you know a number you didn't recognize and show yeah. up 
And then you should have just raised holy hell with the manager saying, I thought that this was going to be here. I drove in from Allenton, goddammit. Yeah, I don't think that would have worked. You just don't do it right. <laughs> I think Zavari, actually, because I put that on Twitter today, and he wrote me and said that, yeah, like, street dates are pretty serious because they get fined heavily if they break them. Best Buy wouldn't get fined, though. You don't think so? No. Plus, this is Sega we're talking about. They're, it's not like they're the monster they used to be. This isn't like an EA or an Activision nowadays. It's Sega. True. Just saying. I don't know. It makes me wonder, because obviously the game's done. It's in stores. Well, sure. So, you know, why are they waiting for this January 5th release date? It's got to be, like, tax reasons or something like that. Like, they want to release it. <laughs> they want to release it with the new year. moon. <laughs> Yeah, or, you know, like, they they want to release it after the first of next year. So it's probably so the profits count towards, like, a different year or something Or like it can get considered for Game of the Year of 2010 instead of getting left behind in 2009 because t- too many people did Game of the Year's in November. Oh, uh, that could be, too, actually. Maybe, yeah. But un- unfortunately, they do in January. They're going to get forgotten. Nobody's going to remember Bayonetta next, next November. That's the problem. Oh, I'll remember. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Sega's not going to do shit to fix that game. Probably not. Who knows? No, I was I was reading the NeoGAF thread today, and somebody said that they went back and looked at that Destructoid article or Kotaku or whoever it was that said Sega's working with uh, Sony. Sony to try to fix it. They traced it back through like six different websites to like some other like foreign website that was badly translated. So there's like no solid source for that. <laughs> I but it's on it's the internet. It's got to be true. Yeah, I think they're just gonna, you know, do what they can because the 360 one's getting good scores. PS3, IGN gave the PS3 one like 1.5 points lower or something like Jeez. that. But you know what? It it deserves yeah. it if it's that crappy oh, yeah. of a port. Yeah, if, if so Platinum the- Games is just gonna dump it and yeah. have Sega do the translation and everything else, this is what happens. I just I can't believe that. Any developer would do something like that with with something that they work so hard on. You know, it mm-hmm. just it, that boggles my mind. It, it's it's just like there's no pride in anyone's work anymore. Oh yeah, I don't I don't get it at all. I mean, I'll I'll play the 360 one. That that's about all there is to it. I'll probably game fly it for PS3 or hopefully maybe Sega will send it to us because I would like to compare them to see how different they are. Yeah. But if if 360 is the definitive version, as everybody's saying, like I'm just going to play that one because. I'm really hyped for this game, and I just want to play the best version of it. And I did I, finally clear up my uh, Xbox Live problems. About time. Yeah. Do you Sounds like that, that was a really easy process, right? Ah, uh, yeah, not so much. Um, <laughs> I I called last night, and let's see, they they sent me through three different CSRs. So I started, and all oh, the, the best was like for 15 minutes, I was trying to convince the guy that there is a problem with my account, and no, I don't just need to subscribe to Live Gold. <laughs> There's a problem because I don't have gold. There's a problem because I haven't spent more money. No, literally, that's what he was trying, because <laughs> oh I'm like, God. I can't sign in on my account. It tells me that there's a problem, or that, you know, there's a problem with the account information. And he's like, oh, well, to play online, you need live gold. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, well, I didn't think mine had expired because I thought I had it through next year. So I'm like, okay, I know how this works. I Even with live silver, I can sign into Xbox Live. I just can't play online. I can't even sign in. And then he's like, oh, okay, well, that sounds like a billing problem. I'll send you over to the billing department. 
So then, like, I explained the whole thing, like, about when I called the last time and somebody had stolen my credit card info, charged up a bunch of stuff. And they're like, oh, well, we're sorry. That That's actually a problem for the live department, so we got to transfer you back. <laughs> so now I get somebody else. And he's like, oh, have you called about this problem before? I'm like, no, but a month ago I called because of blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, but have you called about this problem? I'm like, no. I wasn't locked out of my account until after that. So he like goes and checks into the things, and he's like, oh, well, when you called, you told him to lock your account. I'm like, no, I oh didn't. Oh, my God. Yeah. So apparently when I called to find out why I was being charged for something I wasn't subscribed to, um, they took that as being I wanted to lock my account. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, I checked yeah. my credit card, and I got charged again. Are you shitting me? No. So I have to dispute that now. And uh, I I kind of went off on the guy. Like, I feel bad because they're just, you know, schlubs trying to do their job. But yeah, I'm like, why am I being charged for this again? Is this going to be a problem? And he's like, no, no, it's it's canceled now. You don't have to worry about it. I'm like, well, what about this charge? Take it off. So, you know, you're going to have to dispute that with your credit card company. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, finally, he had to go talk to a resolution specialist. <laughs> and they figured it out. They unlocked my account. Yeah. And assured me everything's in order now. So in other words, so, he walked into the into the break room and said, "All right, he wants to be a specialist. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it." So it was fucking ridiculous. And Jess is like, "You need to ask them like what their grievance policy is and file a complaint." And I was going to, but by the end of it, it was like forty minutes. So I'm like, "I'm done. I'm just done. It's solved." So I have live back, and All- surprisingly, my live gold actually doesn't run out till July. I didn't realize I had that much of it. All and I've for got 1,200 space bucks. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, so, well, I guess it's a good thing they unlocked it. Jeez. Uh, yeah, so. so there you go. There's my rant. It's not that I hate the 360. I really hate Microsoft. Let's put it that way. Yes, and I, as an IT professional for over 13 years, hate Microsoft as well. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Wow, all mm-hmm. right. Well, uh, besides that, <laughs> we got a bunch of news, actually some cool late-breaking stuff. Uh, kind of an extended what we've been playing. Uh, another on-the-crapper review of Field Runners for P- the PSP Minis from Zavari. And uh, we're going to catch up a little bit on emails and voicemails. It's, it's about the same amount, I guess, but we kind of dug in. So, yeah. Well, I'll do the other stuff at the end of the show this time. How about that? Okay. Since we've already just gone way off track, let's just take the whole thing off track. Yeah, it's our special off-track Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Well, sorry. You know, I still need to put that on the website. Oops. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> You're supposed to get Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Come on, man. Uh, I hate that song. I used to have that on a 45. The only song I hate more than that is the Christmas Shoes song. Christmas Shoes song? Oh my god, that is the worst Christmas song ever created. I don't think I've ever Even heard it. worse than the John Lennon Christmas song. So this is Christmas. Yeah. Hey, look. <laughs> Ring goes up on the ceiling again. Uh, all right, well, let's just kick into the news. How about that? Holy yeah. cow, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, I'll, I'll do the first one I get. Well, no, you should do the first one, because this hurts you more than it does me. <laughs> You're the Capcom oh, fanboy. Yeah. Capcom has postponed the releases of Super Street Fighter 4, Lost Planet 2, and Monster Hunter 3 in North America and Europe. Wow. Uh, they didn't really give dates for anything, but they said they're planned to be spread... Oh, and including Dead Rising 2, sorry. Uh, spread across all four quarters of 
uh, Capcom's fiscal 20, 2011, which begins April 1st, 2010 and ends March 31st, 2011. Uh, honestly, like I'm a little ticked about the super street fighter four thing, but there was never a definitive release date for it. They only said spring and everybody's like tent penciled in release date on different game shop websites was March. So if it actually does come out in say April, it's not delayed that much, and then it avoids all of the other games coming out in March that I want to play. Uh-huh. So I, you know, it does kind of suck a little bit. But how many weeks now we've been complaining about how front loaded 2010 is? Exactly. So well, I'm just, actually looking at at the bright side of this. I just know Super after Street this Fighter weekend that there's going to be a lot of disappointed people that uh, Super Street Fighter Four Turbo Hyper Fighting Super Uber Edition is going to be delayed a little bit from from the expected yeah. release date. True. So. I don't know if it was expected. It was more like assumed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was never anything definitive about it. That's true. But it, I mean, it, this, this does kind of pose the question: Is Capcom slowing development down in terms of number of titles per year, or you know, kind of what drives this? That all of a sudden they're saying, "Well, we got all these titles, but we're going to spread them out. You know, make make them last longer." Or do they get smart and actually try to spread them out so they can get a little bit more out of each game? I wonder. I, I just think it's a business tactic. Like they say, all these you know huge titles are coming out early, so people get excited for them, and then they just kind of like, "Oh, well, we got to delay some of these and spread them out across the rest of the year." Yeah. So they're out there, they're in people's minds, and then they get the time they need to actually work on them. Yeah, and and. You know, we we keep saying how January and March are just so overloaded. Yeah. It's kind of nice that we'll have some time. Maybe uh, Lost Planet Two will hit kind of in a downturn, or, you know, regions. Yeah, because so. honestly, that's that's kind of on my skip list right now, just because there's too much other stuff. I I don't I, I'm not gonna have time for the games coming out in January and, and uh, yeah. But did you see March. what they said about Dark Void? It's still coming, yeah. And they they lowered but, the sales expectations, which is kind of weird. Yeah, but by a lot. Like but from 1. again, look at what it's going up 000. against. It's going up against some huge titles. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, the funny thing is, I'm really excited for Dark, Dark, ah, Dark Void. That's one of the games that's really high on my list. Uh, I enjoyed what I played at E3. I, I think they, they're doing some things really well. Uh, the storyline really interests the hell out of me, and it's a proven developer. I mean, Crimson Skies was one of the greatest games on the Xbox, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that one. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, but I think it's realistic because you know you've got the Bayonetta, you've got the Battlefield, you got the God of War, you got all these other huge titles coming out. And Dark Void, I don't think has ever been like on the top of a watch list for a lot of people. No, I really don't think. Honestly, I'm I don't really care about it at all. Yeah. See, I'm I'm actually really thrilled for that one. I don't know. Anyway, me. All right. Well, the next one. Next. Uh, uh, this was kind of sprung on us at the last minute, but uh, SOCOM Fireteam Bravo 3 for the PSP has been delayed! We were expecting a January 12th, I believe, and it uh, looks like it's going to be held back a couple of weeks. So they haven't given us a definitive date yet, and I actually asked for one, uh, or even a better time frame. It doesn't sound like the delay is real long, though, like, like two, three, four weeks, something like that. No idea why it got pushed back, but... <laughs> it's slant six so let the socom people just go nuts oh no oh no they let's have a pass that, let's leave again. that alone ah! no more socom drama jesus oh we've got enough of it already uh yeah so you know, if i ever would have had interest in any sort of socom game 
It's been killed. (laughs) (laughs) Mine got killed a little bit last night, but I'll talk about that later. Anyway, so yeah, uh, held back. As soon as we get a date, we'll definitely let everybody know, though. And this next one's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, Lunar the Silver Star remake, Lunar Silver Star Harmony, is getting a limited edition from Exceed Games. Uh, It actually is looking kind of badass. For those who may or may not remember this, it was one of Working Design's flagship titles. They did it on Sega CD first and later released those incredible special editions on the PS1 that came with like the hardcover instruction manual slash art book, the CD, the fucking boxing puppet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) All sorts of cool stuff. So this one's not quite as good as that. But it will include the UMD version of the game, a soundtrack CD, and a set of 13 bromide collector's cards with highlighting the girls of Lunar. Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's going to cost 40 bucks, which is $10 more than the standard edition and releases in quarter one of 2010. So I'm actually, hmm. I was kind of down on this when they fir- we first heard about it. So I'm like, okay, you know, Lunar's great and everything, but the games haven't aged terribly well, in my opinion. I think they're they're still pretty solid JRPGs, but I don't know. But I they redid all the sprite work. Like it's not the squat little dumpy sprites anymore. They actually are they're still a little super deformed, but look a little better. So I don't know. They they have improved it for the modern age, so I'm really curious to see how this does. I may have to get after Exceed to see if they'll give us a copy of this one. Yeah, it's it's pretty. I mean, I own a couple of the Lunar games. Even I played one of them. Yeah, because <laughs> that's before my uh, my time got so limited that I didn't have time for JRPGs anymore. But uh, I always liked it. I I, I always liked those games. So uh, this is kind of on my radar. I'll never get around to it because of the time it's coming out. But it's still on my radar. Yeah, I can sit cool. there and say, "Oh man, I'd like to have that." All right, the next one, exciting news, everybody. Uh, Mag is gold. Mag, baby! Uh, and the cool thing is, today, on the 22nd, the there is a Beta 5 being released, and that's available to everybody. So you just get on the store, download it, and uh, it'll be live, I believe, January 4th, I want to say. I don't want to look through this whole thing, but I believe it's January 4th. Actually, Yeah, January 4th goes live on the servers, uh, the 64-bit mode uh, for, I think, Attack and Defend is up, and also the 256-player demolition mode will be uh, enacted. So the download itself is probably pretty small, but then you have to actually launch it, and it'll launch another bigger download. They don't know what the size is going to be because it changes per uh, region for some stupid reason. But, uh, yeah, pretty badass. So this is a public beta. Just go to the store, pre-download it, get all that taken care of so when January 4th rolls around... You're all set to go, uh, and then you can play the 256 player online insanity. Don't make me click it. I that's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> I can't wait till I get my revenge on you. Oh, it's Christmas. I'll let it go for now. Oh, the the ideas that that I've already been bouncing off of other people for the revenge <laughs> that I'm going to take on Mark Sanger. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, better start countermeasures <laughs> then. <laughs> they won't work. All right, on to the next sure, one. They won't. <laughs> uh, Uncharted 2 multiplayer adds rematches clan tags with a new update. You can add clan tags where all players can now add a custom four-letter clan tag in the profile menu to display on-screen so, for their PSN ID. 
So all those people that went out and created new IDs just so you'd have a clan tag on it for this game? Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, actually, the other cool thing about it is uh, they decreased the load time significantly between matches. It's cool. It's a huge difference, yeah. But they did some adjusting for balance, uh, a bunch of other stuff. So very, very nice update. Very kick-ass. Not bad. So get out there and keep playing Uncharted 2 online. It's awesome. Yeah, I should probably do that. I don't play anything online, though. All right. Next one. Well, we'll both talk about this one. Uh, this this is actually really mm-hmm. cool news. The sequel, uh, Holy Invasion of Privacy, Badman 2, Time to Tighten Up Security, uh, is actually going to be coming with the entire first game as well. So it's going to be... You're buying a two-pack for the price of one game. Yeah. And not two-pack, two Right, only on the UMD version. So uh, this, yeah. is, this was posted by our friend uh, Nao Zook from NIS America. And, uh, but we also got some other news from NIS. And I'll mm-hmm. let you talk about that one because you know more, way more about it than I do. Well, I don't know that much because they haven't revealed too much yet. But surprisingly enough, they have a PS3 disc-based game coming out. And coming out in February... So talk about a surprise release. It's called The Last Rebellion. You can go to the website at uh, nisamerica.com slash games slash last R. All that's really up there is like a quick trailer, which has some really nice music and really nice artwork. And then really shallow tidbits about the story, characters, and game. There isn't really a whole lot up there yet. Uh, Graphically, it looks okay, but it looks like it's some sort of action RPG, maybe. So I'll definitely be contacting NIS to see if we can get some more info about this and maybe an interview or two for each of these games, because that would be way keen. (laughs) That'd be super cool. I do kind of wonder if this is the reason that Sakura Wars got delayed till March. Actually, that's the first thing that popped in my head when uh, when you mentioned this, coming out in February. Yeah, Yeah. just to spread their stuff out a little bit. I mean, I know that yeah. it's going to get lost in the shuffle, but then again, it's a PS2 and a Wii game, so it's not directly competing with anything but maybe Final Fantasy in March. Right. And even then, it's still its own little niche, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I still I still recommend Sakura Wars. I won't have a preview this week, because like we said, uh, our timing was planned poorly. Um, <laughs> but I'll be playing a well, ton of Well, I mean, this happens weekend. every year when we're around the holidays. <laughs> we just get screwed. Yeah. So, there you go. yeah. And I never even got to see Sakura Wars. Aww. I know, I forgot to show that to Aww. you. Yeah, I was kind of in a hurry and I still didn't get home till 9 o'clock that night. Oh, uh, yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, uh, probably a little bit extended because we played a lot. Uh, just nothing new. But uh, what we've been playing for the last week, the last shortened mm. week. Mm. So, uh, we had two parties to go to. We actually went and hung out with the Sours at their house, uh, Scott Sour from Welcome to the Goo. Uh, went over and hung out there uh, Friday night, and, uh, and we had a good time. We really didn't play too much until later on because Sarah wouldn't let us turn the PS3 on. But <laughs> uh, our, our first our first exposure to the Mod Nation Racers beta, uh, but really only played the time trials. And then, uh, what did, did we play anything else? There was even no Street Fighter that night. It was amazing. Yeah, well, it was like a social gathering with normal people. But you did your best yeah. to sell a PS3 to Sarah's coworker and her husband. I didn't try. They were asking. They kept asking about it. <laughs> what am I going to do? Say, I just like you? I walk away to get a drink, come back here in full sales pitch mode. It was awesome. <laughs> was it sales pitch? 
They're like, well, can we do this? Can we do this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, I wish it played Netflix. I'm like, that is, it does play Netflix. Are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they're asking questions. I, they didn't say, <laughs> what should we get? They were just asking, well, come on, because they saw his PS3 sitting there. Yeah. And then, yeah, so F you. <laughs> You're going to be crying when my commission check shows up and you don't get any piece of it. Oh, wait. I won't let all this commercialism ruin my Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Oh, shit. Uh, no, so oh, I also play Gravity Crash. That's right. Because I was a little tipsy and I was playing Gravity Crash and I couldn't really play it too well. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, but Saturday, uh, I don't think I even played anything at your house. I think we waited until we got down to Illinois. We went and, hang, went and hung out with Trick Man Terry and the whole gang. Uh, Trick Man Terry mm-hmm. and his wife, Christine. And uh, you and I were there. Your wife was there. Ricky Duty came down. Eamon, uh, his <clears throat> his roommate uh, was Joe. Yep. We call those two the Wonder Twins. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> uh, man, a bunch of ex-EGM guys and... Uh, Ken was there. The Ken Sushi X, uh, the Bromance showed up. Nine Volt and uh, and Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack. Um, and then and then RPG we had Jack. Bar- oh yeah, that's right. RPG Jack showed up for for a while, which was just badass. We got we haven't seen him for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then two two of three of Indus. Well, kind of two because one of them's kind of leaving the show, <laughs> but staying to do video stuff or something. He but, left. Uh, pers- no, he left to pursue a Street Fighter career. Yeah, that too. <laughs> well, when you got to practice Street Fighter 33 hours a day, you, you run out of time for other stuff. Uh, but uh, Jason A. Striker and uh, Jeff Chorney showed up, both guys from Indus uh, and their respective wives and girlfriends. Uh, multiple of both wives and girlfriends, because when you're an Indus, one's just not enough. Um, <laughs> so we had those guys show up, and uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. Well, Scott came down, Scott Sauer came down. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, and also Justin from 360 Nation brought, yep, came and brought a buddy there. too. But they bailed on us early. They had a better party to go to, which I don't know how that really? could be. Yeah, what could be better That's than true. the Trick Man's basement? And Justin really does have a fiance. We found out. Yeah, we actually got to meet her, and and uh, I was I was shocked. Although we scared her. Yeah, we geeked out think, too much. Yeah, we were we were too big of geeks for her, so she didn't show up to the party yeah. the next night. That's all right, though. That was expected. We, we both expected that. So why don't you explain the, the Trick Man's basement to everybody, Mark? No, we explained it before. Not well, for a while. We have, have new other listeners. people listening now. Trick Man's basement is like another dimension full of wonderment and video games and nostalgia. <laughs> it's a fantastic place to be. <laughs> it is. He, uh, oh, no, he's got, for those who don't, don't realize it, uh, VGEvo.com, our podcast network site and forums, is uh, run by Trickman Terry and Ken Sushiex Williams. We're both former EGM editors back in the, the old days of EGM. And uh, Terry's got an incredible collection of games. I You're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody who's got a better collection than this. I mean, it's wall-to-wall games. He's literally run out of room. I mean, there's yeah. games everywhere. He's got arcade <laughs> cabinets. He's got he's got two tabletop arcade games. He's got a pinball machine, uh, all the systems, just games, memorabilia, all over the place. And actually, you should go to vgevo.com, and he's posted recent pictures of it, or semi-recent pictures anyway, because everybody's been posting their um 
gaming basements and man cave kind of things. So right. he's got that up there. Uh, I just don't quite remember what subforum it's under. It's probably in the trick man's basement section. Yeah, I think it is. If you click the forum tab at the top under community zone, there's trick man's gaming basement. Go in there and uh, you should be able to find, yeah, there's a game room subsection and you can see the gaming basement by Trickman Terry. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> it's impressive is an understatement, really. He just has an insane collection of stuff. So everyone's Indeed. always in awe of when they see it, and they never want to leave, including us. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, it, it's kind of cool. He's got a multi-arcade uh, machine, which has a bunch of different games on it, and he's got a Pengo machine. And he's got the two tabletops, like you said. So one of them's Arkanoid, and the other one is like a Pac-Man ripoff, which is kind of funny. Oh, yeah. it <laughs> Senior Frogger, but I think the sounds messed up. <laughs> yeah, se- what is it? Senior Pac-Man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, some he, sort of, he thinks it's a reprogrammed Pac-Man that was done on like a Galaga board. So the yeah. color palette's off, and the sound effects are off. It's still it's Pac-Man, funny. though. It's just really weird. Yeah. Uh, he's got a slot machine. He had a Turbo Graphics hooked up. He had the Dreamcast hooked up. Uh, a bunch of other systems going. And then uh, you know he's got the PS3 and the 360 and the Wii on his main TV. So pretty much right away after everybody ate, we got uh, Rock Band going right away, which I th- I thought was kind of early, but we still had fun with it. And my throat is thrashed yeah. out even still, as you guys might be able to hear. And uh, I did a lot of bad singing that night because I couldn't hit any notes. <laughs> And we only had one guitar, so that was kind of a bummer too. But played a lot of rock band, and then uh, the Street Fighter Four came out, and then I knew, well, that's what's going to be out there the rest of the night. And sure enough, I was right. I should have bet on it. So, yeah. uh, but you, you know, he we had, had a bunch of different and, contests going. Yeah, the little tournaments like Street Fighter, and I won the Bomberman Live tournament. I didn't even realize there was one. I didn't. End, I didn't enter it. I just got in the oh, and I got Ooh. in the Street Fighter Two one, and the first round I beat the guy handily in Street Fighter Two, nice. and then I go up against. Uh, I'm forgetting names already. Howard. I go up against Howard, this XEGM guy, and he just obliterates me. I mean, I was lucky I even hit the guy. And then I get yeah. done, and I'm like, oh, man, Howard kicked my ass. And Terry goes, oh, yeah, that's that's Ken's old sparring partner in Street Fighter 2. <laughs> so this guy's obviously just, yeah, b- born yeah, for the game, essentially. Good. I yeah. went toe-to-toe with his, his uh, geef in Street Fighter 4, and I was completely off my game. Oh, my God. Like, I've not played in a while, and I don't know what it was. I mean, I think I was drunker than I thought when I was playing, too, because <laughs> I couldn't pull anything off. I managed to beat his Geef, but that's because there's only certain things Honda can do against Geef, and he didn't really... I don't think he knew how to fight Honda very well. So right. it was still close for a couple of rounds, but I beat him. But Cracker Jack was on a tear. He was just beating everybody. He was on fire. Yeah. Must have been the new stick. So... Yeah, he beat me in both Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 4. Someone ate his Wheaties. You know what it was? 9-Volt? <laughs> I'll bet you 9-Volt probably massaged his muscles on the way there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. We're going to oh, get in trouble for that one. Yeah. Anyway, where I am, at least. Th- that's probably uh, I mean, we're, we're sitting here like, yeah, here here's this party you guys didn't go to and people that you don't know. Nah, so but I'm, it was, it was pretty cool because, you know... It. I ended up sitting upstairs for about 45 minutes with uh, three of the XEGM guys and just hearing some of the stories about when they, you know, because it, it was a lot of kids essentially working at EGM for a long time. And they were all yeah, that's r- what's roughly surprising. 18 years old. 
Yeah. When I first met Terry, so, I'm like, oh my god, you're Trick Man Terry from EGM? I looked up to you when I read that magazine in like grade school and high school. <laughs> and then he was, he's not that much older than me. So, I mean, he went to work there like right away, as yeah. a lot of these guys did. It's just kind of crazy. I think he's only like a year older than me, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it was cool. But, you know, later on in the night, uh, it was hammer time for a few people. Uh, uh, Goffy and Joe, especially, and Scott, they were pretty loaded. So Jeff decided he was going to yeah. start dropping elbows on people. So <laughs> that's what yeah, I knew was hammer they, time. They dogpiled Nermasa and I while we were trying to sleep. They got into oh. a slap fight later on. Nimal got slapped. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. I didn't hear about that. I one. guess. I don't remember if it was Goffy or Joe that did it, but he said he was sitting there trying to play the Metal Gear Peace Walker demo, and all of a yeah. sudden, out of nowhere, just slap across his face. Oh, Jesus. He said it, it stung like all night because like he totally wasn't paying attention or expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so that was a good weekend. We we got to go to Portillo's and get some Italian beef. Tee-hee. No, and uh, I gained like ten yeah, pounds. Do you remember what games you bought at uh, the store? Yeah, I stocked up on Master System stuff because they had some good prices on things. I don't remember everything, though. I mostly bought games I've never really played before, so I don't actually know if I bought a bunch of decent <laughs> games or a bunch of stinkers. Anything good or not. Um, yeah, I did buy Time Soldiers, which I have played before, and actually that's a pretty decent oh, cool. port on Master System. What else did I buy? I bought like Rescue Mission, Kung Fu Kid. Ah, uh, shit, what else? Considon, which actually I think I did play once before, and it's actually kind of good. Goddamn, I don't remember what else I bought. Thanks for preparing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't remember well, Master System. There, there, there's this, there's this store that's kind of uh, on the way into Chicago, and, and we usually try to go there when we get down there. And this guy's got everything covered. I mean, he has games from pretty much every system imaginable. You can pretty much buy any system there too, uh, from you know Atari twenty six hundred all the way up to PS threes used or whatever, three uh, DOs, all kinds of stuff. Uh, there were a few things I wanted there, but I only picked up two Turbo Graphics games uh, just because I want them in the collection. Uh, so I picked up uh, Tiger Road. And I grabbed, uh, what was the other one? Now I'm drawing a blank, and I knew it two minutes ago. Uh, oh, uh, Bloody Wolf, which is kind of, kind of, sort of, Contra clone, but you can run up and down, too. And it's not too good of a game, but I got it for pretty cheap, so I was all right with it. But yeah, other, other than that, you know, I came home, and really all I've played is the Battlefield Bad Company 2 beta, which is now done, uh, which sucks because I love it. And then last night, I decided I wanted to get it on, get on and play some SOCOM Confrontation with the new maps. Because so I wanted to see the Cold Front stuff. This is my first chance of ever seeing it. Uh, I only got to play two of the maps, and I really liked what I played. But here comes my rant of the week. What the fuck is up with these SOCOM elitist pricks? I'm not saying everybody is, but I was in two different matches, doing well, getting kills... And then all of a sudden they decided to TK me and vote me vote me off the map. What? Out of nowhere. Yeah. Twice it fucking happened. They're like, hey, that's that guy from that podcast. And it could have been. I don't know. They're all pissed off at me because I didn't make Mark Rogers answer a question. But this is absolute bullshit. And this is why, number one, a lot of SOCOM, you know, a lot of people that get the SOCOM games don't want to go into these rooms because they're just going to get bullied anyway. And then, of course, or or are they doing this intentionally so that I go back to say Sony and say this is why we need user created rooms, blah blah blah. 
uh, whatever it is. I, I don't care. It's bullshit, and I'm going to stick to SOCOM Saturdays. That's all there is to it. I'm just going to stick with people I know, and f you guys. So I'm like I said, I'm not pointing this at everybody, but you elitist pricks that, and you know who I'm talking about. Uh, you can go fuck yourselves, and that's it. So played that. Played some Gravity Crash. Played some F1 Formula One. What is it? F1, F1 2009 on the PSP. I didn't play it enough to review it yet, but uh, having fun with it so far. It's actually really good. Uh, so I played some of that. Played some more of the high-velocity bowling table on, uh, on Pinball Heroes on the PSP. And that might be it. I'm going to yeah. say that's it. Uh, for other stuff... Well, I mentioned last week that Nabashine has challenged me, Scott well, <laughs> from Welcome to the Goo, Chris from Indus, and uh, Random from... 360 Nation to play and beat Valkyria Chronicles from a fresh save file by February of 2010. So I, I took him up on that. I started after our podcast last week and then I ended up staying home last week, Thursday. And I, I did it because we actually had a lot of stuff to do, but I did end up getting to put in a bunch of extra hours into Valkyria. So I played, like, sheesh, if you add up the rest of the time I played, I'm, I think, almost nine hours into it now. So that's not too bad. Wow. I'm on Chapter 7. I'm taking my time, because I'm just, I'm watching, like, I don't remember. I played up through, I think, Chapter 4 the last time, so I don't remember much of the story. So I'm taking my time, like, going through everything. And I'm having a blast. That game is so good. I'm I'm pretty ashamed, you know, even as a Sega fan, that I did not finish it before. So I'm very, very grateful to Nabashin for doing this and challenging us to play this. Oh, and the prize is he'll buy us a 2010 title if we finish it. So um, it's pretty likely that either Chris or Scott are going to finish first because I think they're taking this a hell of a lot more seriously than I am and playing as much as they can. Um, (laughs) I think Scott has sort of conceded to Chris. Because he really? said he's he's going to be playing stuff he'd rather be playing right now over Christmas, and then he'll pick up Valkyria again afterwards. So yeah, I you know I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't know how much time I'll have to play this over Christmas. So yeah, I think Chris is pretty clear for the home stretch on that. But the game is great. It's still gorgeous. I was kind of thinking of doing like a Valkyria one year later kind of article on our site just to explore it again because this is a PS3 exclusive that should have done a lot better. It's a fantastic True. game, and I honest, obviously it didn't do well at sixty bucks, and then they dropped the price to thirty a few months later, and it sold like hotcakes, which is good. But it, it sucks that they actually had to end up dropping the price for it to even sell. It's good; it rivals most other exclusives out there, and it's something that should be experienced. I'm really glad they are making a Valkyrie two on PSP, even if it's not going to be as pretty as the PS3 one. I don't know; the screenshots so, look pretty nice. No, it looks good, but God, the PS3 one is so gorgeous. If you've never seen it before, it's got an anime look to it, but they use like a sketch filter over the 3D visuals, so everything has this hand-drawn look to it. If you've seen Borderlands, it doesn't really compare to Borderlands because Borderlands has more of a sketch look on the textures. Like It's all hand-drawn texture look to it, but Valkyria, everything just looks sketched, and they even will like draw in the stuff as you watch so like the outline will appear right. around the character like it's being drawn it's just so gorgeous but it's a strategy rpg and it's actually pretty damn challenging too i suck at it completely but i'm so I'm do i as, as fast as i can 
it's good stuff. Well, and there uh, is a demo available on PSN. So if, if you're yeah. wondering about this game, there is a demo. Yeah, check it out, because I think you can still find it pretty cheap. Uh, but on the way down to Chicago, I played some Undead oh, Nights right. on PSP, which is it's an interesting game. It's kind of like Dynasty Warriors crossed with Overlord. So you, you play the hack too. and slash of Dynasty Warriors, yeah. But then as you kill guys, you can like turn them into zombies. So then you basically get minions to control. And yeah. it's all to like a rock and heavy metal soundtrack. <laughs> Which we cranked over the uh the stereo on the truck. We hooked yeah. up the audio to the truck. <laughs> the little voice clips were getting annoying though. Big time. No, it's a neat yeah. game. I, it, I played it for about I played it for about forty five minutes when I got home. Yeah. Pretty neat game. I like it. We're gonna send that one to Francois Marquis to review since he did a good yeah. job with that Warriors Crotch 2 review and he obviously digs this type of game. <laughs> yeah, so look for that. We gotta get that sent out uh, to him. Yeah, I already did, actually. Oh, okay, cool. You know what I missed too, so when you're done, I, I do have one more. I think I'm done. I can't. I mean, I played various things when I was at Terry's, but Right. Yeah, I gotta get back on my Street Fighter game because God damn, I was doing bad. So hopefully so I'll I'll get to that soon. Like Jess got kind of bit by the Street Fighter bug too because she played. So I think over Christmas she and I are actually going to have some sparring matches in Street Fighter Four, and I'll probably put it out on Twitter <laughs> if I'm going to play and see if anybody wants to play with me. So that's how you work out your marital that. frustrations. Street Fighter Four now. <laughs> well she's never played some of the other street fighters so i was thinking of throwing in like the alpha games and maybe street fighter 3 and she really uh, she's playing dark stalkers on psp so i may right. i've got it on actually i've got a couple versions of it i think i've got dark stalkers 3 on ps1 and i've got the better saturn import version of it so we may oh, okay. throw that in a little bit this weekend cool Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the one I missed, and I can't believe I missed it because I played it for quite a while last night, is the uh, Mod Nation Racers beta uh, proper. Because when I played it over at Scott's, we just pretty much did time trials and dicked around with it. Uh, so I, I, I really dug into it last night. I haven't created a track yet, but I went through um, actually customizing my car, my character, and everything else. Uh, first off, for somebody that doesn't have an artistic bone in his body, uh, very easy to do. I uh, created my character very quickly. Uh, actually got this dude in like all powder blue with a powder blue afro it's pretty badass and then the car is like this pimp mobile totally so it's it's awesome but the way they laid it out is really nice so you don't have a menu system that you go to what you do is you go into like this huge plaza and you have all these different doorways so one of them would be the store if you want to buy new stuff for your car or your character uh, you can also go to the customization there but then it has these huge screens up basically saying, like, who are the top racers of the week or the day. Uh, you can go to a section or a little entry that says, uh, like, top tracks of the of the week, and you can, you know, basically get to the most popular tracks right then and there. Um, or you can go to the race section, which actually confirms split-screen gameplay. So you can actually play, you know, on the same TV with two people. And I think you can do that online as well, the way it looks. Don't quote me on that, but it looks like you can have split screen and you both can be online so that's pretty badass but um obviously this is a beta so the frame rate is eh, right now i mean they've been talking about it a lot on neogaf but at the same time everybody realizes it's a beta uh the one thing that really popped out like immediately is i got on and i was playing uh, against three other people 
uh, online, and they were choosing maps that were out there, kind of like a little big planet when you can go choose uh, maps that have been created by other people. So we were using all user-created tracks, and they download insanely fast. It's almost like this file is only like 200K or something. But it would say, like, you know, downloading track, boom, done. And that's how fast it was. Uh, the, the racing itself is really well done. You know, you have to learn the drifting system. You get points for the drifting system, kind of like Mario Kart. Uh, you definitely have to get used to the stick control, though, because it's a little touchier than I'm used to. But I, I definitely got used to it. The user-created tracks that we played were all really good. And these are pretty basic tracks so far. Uh, you know, you got water hazards. If you get in too deep of water, you're done. Uh, different jumps, all kinds of things. The, the different weapons that I've seen so far are a lot of fun. Uh, this game is shaping up to look really cool. So, again, it's a beta. You don't know for sure. But I'm pretty happy so far. You know, I would love to see a better frame rate. I actually kind of hope they do that before the beta is done. Maybe patch it up so we can see a better frame rate. But, uh, oh, and also the soundtrack's a lot of fun, too. I, I do... Hope that they add custom soundtrack support because this is one game that I actually would use it in. But the music itself holds up on its own. It, it's actually pretty cool. So yeah, nice. I'm the, the the thing that took me the most by surprise is that plaza and how well it's laid out and everything. Because you can basically all be in the plaza and you can meet up with people in the plaza and say, "Hey, do you want to go race?" And you literally both drive over to the online thing to race. So it's not like, oh, well, you go to this and you say this and do this when it's essentially you just typing to each other because uh, the plaza actually supports voice chat as well, which is kind of funny because it essentially does more than home does. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, I, I think it's yeah. really cool. And, and it definitely has that feel of the, you know, the, the create and share and play thing that, that they brought upon with Little Big Planet. I think it's really neat. So I'm really looking forward to uh, digging in more. And maybe I'm actually thinking about maybe doing a track. I'm I'm thinking about maybe even redoing a uh, Mario Kart track in it. So we'll see what happens hmm. if I get some free time. Nice. I should probably yeah. also mention I didn't actually play this, but I watched both you and Amon play the Heavy Rain preview that we got. Mm. I'll reserve most of my comments for after I play it. But you know, I, I watch you guys play through pretty much the exact same parts. And I was pretty impressed with how different it was through each playthrough. Like, depending what you did, it did different things. Like, there were different things you could check out. People reacted differently depending on, like, how fast you did something or what you chose to do or say. It was surprising um, me. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Shenmue, actually. Just <laughs> in that there's all these little inconsequential things that you can do. And interact with and play with, and it, it more there's more detailed like realistic stuff in Heavy Rain, just you know in, in the way you interact with things. Where Shenmue, it was like you can open a drawer and like pick up something that's in it, or like get the toys and play with them, or just talk to people or pet a kitten, that kind of stuff. That stuff is expanded upon in Heavy Rain, but like Shenmue, a lot of it has no bearing on the game at all. It's just there, and it's just like a little detail that you can play with, and it, it all tries to make it feel more real. And But so far to me, like I haven't actually played it, but as an observer, that was kind of a positive and a negative to me, because I like the detail in it, and it makes you feel like you're more in a real world, but then it just makes all of the other things that don't feel realistic glare, like stick out glaringly that much more. Like people move, yeah. like some of the animations of people are good, some are robotic. It, I don't know. It It's a very interesting game, and I'm not 
sold on what I've seen yet. I still need to play it to see how it controls, but I think it's really going to be carried by the story more than anything else. Oh, I do too. I, I and I, I also don't think that the the preview showed us enough to make a really good judgment about the final game. Because uh, no, I think there's going to be a lot that, of other stuff that. Go ahead. Yeah, that first tutorial level is so boring. Like oh, I yeah. have to see it a third time now because I watch both you guys play through it. And if they make a demo <laughs> for this game and put that in there and not much else, nobody's going to buy this game. No, it sounds like I don't know if you saw that, but it sounds like uh, one of the pre order bonuses is. A standalone uh, level with that taxidermy thing when they did the demo last year and they showed where mm. the, the woman walks into the house and it looks like he's a taxidermist. Mm-hmm. That's actually going to be a standalone like pre-order bonus. And I'm wondering if they're going to do another, like maybe a standalone thing like that for the demo itself just to get you used to the gameplay and, and also the emotions that are involved because that, that taxidermist one was very tense. And... One of the things yeah. that you're going to find out when you play through the, even the preview that you have is the different emotions that it evokes, and it actually will evoke an emotion in you uh, yeah. in some of the parts. And then so, there's, I mean, as it went on, like I was really not sold on it, but as it went on, I started to get more into it, and it really does. Like, there's some real tension in there. There's, like, there's a part in there that really just made me be like, okay, wow, this game actually is going to be pretty cool. At least the story is. Yeah. Um, but one thing I got to comment on is the voice acting. I don't know if they're just placeholder voices or if this is the final voice acting in the game, but I am a little surprised that for what is ostensibly a pretty high profile PS3 game, some of the voice acting in that is really subpar. Yeah, I think Andrew and I both put in our uh, previews that a couple of them were real standouts that probably shouldn't be in there. Uh, the, one of the main four characters, uh, Ethan, who is the uh, the father, uh, the architect, just doesn't really cut it too much. Uh, oh, I, 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 I really like the def- detective. Yeah, you know, some of them are good, but uh, like some of them sound like they're not native English speakers trying to speak, you know, English lines. And there's no, I mean, I'm not saying that that's bad or anything that they have an accent, but it just, it doesn't come off quite right because they're not emoting properly for some of the lines. Right. And a lot of it sounds really stilted, especially with Ethan. It's really odd. And I don't know. I mean, the game's not that far out, so it really makes me wonder if this is how it's going to be in the final one. And it's not, an. Well, it's, I wouldn't say it's bad it's not like ps1 days of bad voice acting it's just not up to the caliber you would think it would it should be but also you know there is that possibility and and i don't know anything but i'm just guessing there is that possibility that maybe these these uh you know the, the voice acting that we're hearing so far maybe is part of their subplot later on. Like the guy is so depressed that he's on pills and he can't emote anything at all or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Well, so, okay, here's my other theory. You just don't know. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's certain things that happen oh, in that first section that are off. Like you, yeah. the, the plot moves forward and you're kind of left scratching your head because you're like, well, it didn't look like that at all. So we were kind of, when we were playing it, when we got back Sunday night, we kind of started speculating, like, is this going, is it going to be revealed that, like, it's not what you thought it was going to be? Like, it's presented in a certain way because that's the way somebody is seeing it, but it's really different. 
And maybe that's and why that's, everything is sort of off. That's actually kind of what I've discussed with Andrew and a couple other people that are playing this preview. Yeah. Is they've done a really good job of this preview because they've still oh, left yeah. us guessing completely. They haven't revealed literally. They haven't really really revealed anything to us. We might think that we've been given some of the facts, but I think in the end. Even what we've seen so far, I don't think a lot of those things are going to be real. And yeah, it's, I think that's one of the best things either, they could have done. It's going to be either a really good mindfuck or they just did a really shitty job on it. <laughs> well, you haven't seen the last chapter on that preview disc. No, because it keeps freezing. Yeah, well, but you want to talk about mindfucks. The last chapter on that preview disc is a total mindfuck. Huh. So, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, I played it three times because I thought I was doing something wrong because it wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't go on to the next chapter. I'm like, oh, that's the end of the disc because it doesn't tell you, yeah. oh, that's the end of the disc. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's a very good possibility. And to be honest, at this point, even playing through it like what, three times now that I've done, I, I tend to agree with you more that I think that it's not some kind of M. Night Shyamalan, what the twist. I think it's more a different point of view and something's going to happen that yeah. is going to completely change the perspective of this game. So, yeah, but yeah, I think we're going to get too close to spoiler territory. Oh, definitely. So we'll stop it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm still really interested in the story and that's, that's what's grabbing me. And I, I completely agree with you that I think the driving force behind this game is going to be that story. And also, I mean, the visuals are really good and, and there's some definite, technical prowess with this game that you're not going to see in many others but i i do think that the 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 driving force is that story that's just really hard to put together with a trailer so we're gonna have a hard time with this one i think i think so yeah all right is it break time i need a drink it is break time so we're gonna take a break when we come back we'll have our on the crapper review of field runners uh emails and voicemails and we'll talk about a couple other other things as well
<laughs> and that means we're back. <laughs> oh, Happy <Mark>. holidays. <laughs> Happy Christmas, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I never liked any of you. I wish I could just uh, get adopted. I don't want to deal with any of you anymore. Sorry. Uh, so a lot of stuff actually going on that we don't even have on the agenda. Uh, first off, I'm just going to do the regular stuff so we can get it out of the way. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you can contact us. Uh, of course, the first way you can email us. You can send an email to podcast at psnation.org. That address again is podcast at psnation.org. If you send one to Mark's address, uh, alone or my address alone, guess what? It's going to get lost, especially if it comes to me. So, uh, send an email to those. <laughs> You can also send an MP3 file if you've got something you want to say and you don't want to leave a voicemail in the traditional sense. And you know what that traditional sense is? If you have Skype, you can just connect to WDT-Torgo, leave a message that way. Or you can leave us a voicemail, standard long-distance rate apply, And that number is 715-502-9773. You can also look for us on Facebook. Just do a search for PS Nation Podcast. Uh, you can look for us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ps3nation, all is one word. Or you can find us on the Furious Gamer Radio Network, which is a badass streaming radio network of all video game podcasts. You can go to furiousgamer.com, or if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch, you can go to the App Store for 99 cents, get the app for it, and you can stream those pretty much anywhere you can get any kind of connection. So it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I like Furious Gamer. I know you do, too. I do. I like it a lot. Yeah. So while we were on break, the uh, PlayStation Store updated, and holy shit, huge update. Yeah, and I was wrong about Battle Fantasia. (laughs) Yes, you were. And actually, I was very close to being right, even though I never said it. So first off, a huge PSN game sale. Uh, Sega has this huge deal uh, until January 7th of 2010. Uh, essentially 40% off, but uh, some other stuff as well. First one, which is uh, Megaton in my mind, or as they're calling it on Twitter, a deal ton, uh, Bomberman Ultra from Hudson for four ninety nine. There is no reason in hell that you wouldn't buy Bomberman Ultra for $5. There's no reason. Unless you don't have $5. Uh, also... Yeah, it is so worth five bucks. Even if you don't have online, it's worth five bucks. Uh, yeah. Worms for ten bucks. Topa Topa Toy for five bucks, which I've never played it yet. But yeah, Topa Toy. I think it came out with a demo last <laughs> week, didn't it? It came out pretty soon. Well, it was out in Europe for a long time, but I think it's yeah. like a platformer puzzler. I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, about it, I really. looked. I watched the videos of it when it came out here, but I thought it looked interesting. But I'll play the demo for five bucks. I might bite on it. That's not too bad. <clears throat> nice. Uh, let's see. Also, Armor Core Three Portable for ten bucks. Scrabble for fourteen. That's eh, a little high. Uh, NFS Underground Rivals ten forty nine. Blah blah blah. Let's just go down to the good ones because GI Joe is not a good one. Number twenty seven ninety nine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Battlefield nineteen forty three for ten forty nine. Eh, it's still a good game, I guess. Uh, Burnout Paradise Ultimate Bundle. Now, if this is every single DLC and everything else, my God, is that that's the Megaton too? Uh, for twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. If it is, that, I don't know for sure. If it is, it might just be a couple. Of them. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It has to be because all the other your DLC was free. To be. Your your mom has to be. Uh, <laughs> Zombie Tycoon Not for five bucks as well. And apparently, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, most of it was. There was only really. 
a couple of car packs and the uh, Big Surf Island that was pay. You're a Big Surf Island. They're really. Yeah, I wish I was. I'd be cool. Uh, Battle Fantasia for twenty bucks. May have yeah, to buy I was way on off that. on that. Yeah, may have to buy. I'll it be on buying that. it. Polar Panic I don't think for it's ten bucks. Super great, but it'd be fun. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Polar Panic for ten bucks, which you said kind of looks like a three D Pengo, and if that's the case, I'm in. I'm yeah. totally in because I love Pengo. Uh, the Pixel Junk three in one pack, which is a bundle of racers, uh, monsters, and Eden for twenty bucks, which that's not a bad deal at all. I, I mean, I've already said I'm not a big fan of racers, but the other two I really like. Uh, for PS One, Wing Commander four for six bucks. That is actually a pretty damn good deal. Uh, plus, you get to see Mark Hamill. So there you go. <laughs> okay, uh, the here. initial files, but backing up a little go bit, ahead. I looked it up on yeah. Wikipedia. The Burnout yeah. Paradise Ultimate Box has the original game plus the bikes, or plus the Cagney bikes party pack and update pack, all in the same package. So I don't mm. think it's all of the DLC. Even still, it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a full disc-based game you're downloading. And the Big Surf Island, my God, did that add gameplay. I mean, you oh, talk yeah. about significant DLC. I don't think that's included, though. Well, no, but I'm saying it's worth it. Yeah. If you Even if you have to buy the Big Surf, it is worth it. And this is not Targo hype. This is This game is that damn good. And you know it, too. Yeah. And click it, because you know it. Anyway, uh, initial size for the mag, public beta in the U.S. at least, and uh, probably Canada, 298 meg. But like I said, uh, try to launch it ahead of time and see if it lets you download all the other game data because it's probably going to be about like 1.8 gig. Uh, also, three demos this week, Lego Indiana Jones 2, Peggle, because like, for some reason there's like five people out there that haven't played Peggle, and uh, the Polar Panic demo, which uh, I'm actually going to check out because I want to see if that's like Pengo or not. Uh, a ton of different add-on content for Little Big Planet, uh, all the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Uh, you can get the entire pack uh, for five ninety nine, and the level kit for five ninety nine as well. So a little pricey, but apparently, uh, if you look at how the previous big packs like this have been, it's going to be pretty significant. Because I know the MGS pack had a lot. Oh yeah. Um, this next one's actually kind of funny. Uh, free uh, the Kato-san character for pain. This is the editor in chief of Famitsu. <laughs> really? <laughs> so they put the yeah they put the editor in chief of Famitsu in pain for free. Uh, also, the Dragon Ball Raging Blast Ginyu Force Pack is oh, free. Oh, actually, I just got Dragon that from Ball Gamefly game. yesterday. Oh, there you go. Now you have some more DLC to play. Yeah, I was really hoping uh, Call for Duty um, World of- the new Buzz. What's that? But they didn't. I was for- really hoping. Oh for the yeah, Buzz. yeah. We need it, yeah, Buzz. I need to get that back for my parents. Uh, Call of Duty World of War map pack for twenty five bucks. That's all the map packs, all three of them. So you're saving a little bit of cash. A bunch of songs for Guitar Hero, uh, for Karaoke Revolution, for Rock Band, and then now, uh, now here here comes the the point of contention for the week, I guess. Uh, some more avatars for the PSN. So more avatars to use in the PSN. But guess what? You got to pay for them. Uh, a ton of different little big planet characters and animals. Uh, looks like single avatars are going to be fifty cents or forty nine cents. Uh, you can get bundles for about a buck twenty five each. So there's your more your additional avatars, but you got to pay for them. So uh, we'll have to okay. maybe have some people email in and see what they say about that. Yeah, I, I'll stick with what I got. I think I got the uh, the ship from Galaga right now as mine. I'm not sure. 
a uh, ton of different you know videos. The new I've, Pulse I've paid for some Avatar packs on 360 when I've had a couple extra space bucks, and I'm like, oh, there's a Fatal yeah. Fury Avatar pack. All right. If they have something I like, like Street Fighter or something like that, chances are I'll probably buy it. Right. You know, but, it's yeah. really funny when you mentioned the uh, 360 one. I've mm-hmm. only ever bought one Avatar pack for that, and it wasn't even an Avatar pack. It was uh, the picture pack for Penny Arcade. Oh. That's the only thing I've ever bought in that respect on the 360. And I still use it to this day. My icon is still the fruit fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I am the fruit fucker. Uh, mm-hmm. And also some more dynamic themes. And unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to buy one of them. Uh, a Heavy Rain dynamic theme, because if it's anything like the menu screen on Heavy Rain, I might have to get it. Uh, also, a PSN Holiday dynamic theme for 3 bucks, And also, badass, I'm getting this right away, a Gravity Crash theme for free. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want some retro goodness on my uh, on my theme. So, And then, what do we got here? PlayStation Store for PSP. Savage Moon, the, the Hera campaign for 10 bucks. Adis Eclipse for ten bucks. Me and my Katamari for twenty. Football Manager Handheld twenty ten for twenty four dollars. A bowling game for five bucks on PSP Minis. Uh, bowling three D. Uh, hmm, may have to take that review away from Zavari, or maybe we'll have to do a dual review because <laughs> you know me and and digital bowling. I'm all over that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holy Invasion of Privacy Batman two demo. Army of two. Day the four, or, Army of two, two the 40th day demo two. And also add-on for local Roca Midnight Carnival level pack for three bucks. Holy shit! A lot of stuff in the store this week. Yeah, that was twenty minutes. Very interesting, or something. Yeah, and everybody's like, anything pop out at you? Go look at the blog. Oh, I'm definitely picking up Battle Fantasia. Uh, Maybe not till this weekend though. And I do want to check out the uh, Polar Panic. I do wish they had demos for some of these things. Man, if no, that does have Polar Panic does have a demo. Does it? Wait. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah you're right. I read it off. Good. Thanks for paying attention. Why is there Jeez, no Bart. Battle Fantasia? Because that had a demo in Japan. Uh, very good point. Well, if anybody wants to come over to my house and play the Battle Fantasia demo, ooh, dude, maybe I can do a video capture of the demo if I can get the video capture working this weekend. You could. <laughs> but maybe I'll work on that. Look up videos of it online since it's been out in other territories. Yeah, but it'd be a video that I would would build. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. Shut up. (laughs) All right. well, uh, one of the other things we want to talk about, uh, we finally decided on the date for our next live show. That's right, kids. Yes, Nation's going to go live again. Uh, So we have have decided upon Saturday, February 27th of 2010, and uh, as promised, we are going to start the show earlier than usual for our European listeners. So we are going to be starting at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are on uh, minus 0600. We're in Central Standard Time. Uh, so roughly, if you're in England, I believe that would be about 8 o'clock at night. So the cool thing about this is I was thinking today that for all the people in the U.S. that are listening to this, to the live show, we usually try to get a little schnookered up. It'll be great because you can like do some drinking with us on the live show and you've still got plenty of time to continue that drinking on to go up to the bars and just start lighting it up there. <laughs> you can pull a 12, 12 hour shift. I mean, it's, it's, it'll be really cool. So, uh, it yeah. will just be trashed all day. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a problem with that, really? 
You don't see my, my arm up in the air. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Well, your liver can yeah. handle it. So, uh, yeah, we don't have very many details yet. We do have a post up on our website and out on the forums. Uh, once we get more details, if anything's really needed, uh, we'll set that up. But we actually might try to set up a live interview with the developer then. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually in talks with a couple of different people. And uh, it's possible, because I'm going to, these are the ones I haven't gotten a hold of yet, but it's possible maybe we'll try to do the interview with Housemark that day. Oh, if they can there do you it. Go. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to kind of arrange that, and uh, we'll see. I mean, this is all speculation at this point, but we're we're gonna we should have some fun stuff going on. It'll be a trip. Word. The problem is we won't get any drunk dials from Germany at six at their six in the morning. That's Germany, of course we will. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking beer, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get in so much trouble for that. Anyway, so yeah, live Hello. show February twenty seventh, two thousand ten. Hell yeah! What's up, Mark? You know what I forgot to mention? What's that? My uh, my present that I got when I was at Terry's. What'd you get? Oh, my God. For <laughs> well, our Twitter followers, already they already know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, if you saw it on Twitter, I got a Street Fighter Four Snuggie, or Cozy, God. as they're called, from uh, Jason A. Stryker and his wife, Lisa. It is so awesome. <laughs> you wore that thing half the night. I know. <laughs> what a nerd. It's so comfortable, though. <laughs> you are part of the problem, sir. I know. Okay, you know how cold our basement gets? Like, we're always under a blanket down there. Now I don't have to because I can wear the blanket. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just funny because I didn't even know you had it on. And then somebody came downstairs and showed me the picture. <laughs> and I can't remember who Twittered it initially, but I'm like, all right, I got to put this on Twitter. So I put it up there. So there, there are people on Twitter that saw it and laughed hysterically at you because you oh, look I like know. a moron. Yeah. My comfort and warmth are what matters. <laughs> well, the best part of the night was when we were all sitting in the living room kind of bullshitting and Mark was doing his normal Mark Singer thing. And that is sitting in the corner with a beer in his hand, falling asleep. Yep. And like the beer kind of teetering like it's going to fall. But what even made it funnier was that you had your damn Snuggie on. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I got this great picture of you next to the Christmas tree like your grandpa, you know, there with, where, there with a little Christmas novel to, to read to all the kids before bedtime, you know, the night before Santa's going to show up and, you know, the magic's in the air and there's Mark with his Snuggie on next to the Christmas tree holding a beer that he's going to spill. And that just kind of ruined it. <laughs> just saying you ruined Christmas for me <laughs> you're a mean one Mr. Grinch <laughs> <laughs> Jesus man you did go home early today didn't you mm-hmm. that's what I thought alright am I forgetting anything else we did the store update we did the live show what am I forgetting uh, I'll do a prize update um I have got 90% of the prizes for Extra Life and the live show and the D3 game contest sent. Wow. So all I'm missing are some addresses. So people check your inboxes, check your junk mail files to see if we had emailed you asking for your address. I'm missing two for the D3 contest. Um, I still have a few of the Extra Life prizes. I've sent all the Killzone shirts I have. So if you don't receive one in the next week, blame Torgo. Cause My fault. 
yours is in his pile or we yeah. don't have your address yet. Well, we are missing some addresses, so I'm going to go through hopefully tomorrow and send reminder emails that we need their info. Uh, I plan on getting all the shirts that I have addresses for sent out next Monday. So that'll be the 28th. I'm trying to get the Warhawk statues out. I got one out ready to go, but it's it hasn't been mailed yet because they're a pain in the ass to find. I'm going to start wrapping them, I think. I don't know. Uh, also, I found out tonight that our Bomberman Ultra vouchers from extra life have expired oh so yeah so i'm gonna work with hud no i'm gonna work with hudson and get that taken care of so yeah where's that fail music (laughs) well but the thing is i had sent a couple out and i don't think the people put them in right away (laughs) so but we found out tonight that i think they've expired so there you go uh it happens it happens we'll get it taken care of so anyway uh all right well uh Emails and voicemails. Let's kick right into these. Uh, we've only got a couple of voicemails, so we can do a lot of emails uh, Whoa, holy and stuff shit. and junk. What? Sorry, I just saw a post. There's a fucking gigantic Steam holiday sale for PC games right now. Oh, boy. No, they've got like hundreds of games on sale. You can get Indigo Prophecy for $3.39. Oh, my God. I am going to go a little nuts, I think. Oh, boy. My wallet's not going to like this. Chronicles right. of Riddick, uh, the assault, the Dar- assault on Dark Athena, six seventy nine. What? Same with same with Ghostbusters. For, wow! <laughs> Holy shit! If you have a PC, get the fuck on Steam right now! <laughs> oh my god! I may have to get Ghostbusters, even though the game kind of fell apart at the end. On yes, PC, I, I can that's never, be I can never play that game again. I really can't. Yeah, you got a point. All right, well, before we go any farther, let's check out Zavari's review of Field Runners for the PSP. Hi, I'm Zavari, and I play my PSP when I'm on the crapper. This is On On the the Crapper Crapper Reviews. Today we'll be looking at Field Runners, which you can find on the PlayStation Store for $6.99. Field Runners is a well-known tower defense game from the iPhone that helped launch the PSP Minis line. Though more expensive on the PSP, it claims to offer more content than its iPhone counterpart. It performs adequately for a casual tower defense game, though it does have a number of flaws that prevent it from being a must-buy even for fans of the genre. For those who are unfamiliar with Field Runners, it is a typical tower defense game wherein you purchase towers and place them on a map in order to destroy waves of oncoming enemies before they reach their goal. If you have never played a tower defense game before, go try the demo of Pixel Junk Monsters Deluxe or one of the several free Flash-based offerings available online. In Field Runners, the majority of maps are wide open and enemies will automatically take the shortest path possible to reach their goal. It is up to the players to build towers in such a way as to force them into longer paths, exposing them to fire from as many different angles as possible. The game wisely prevents you from simply blocking all paths to the goal, which is naturally the first thing I attempted to do. There are a good variety of enemy units, from simple cannon fodder to fast-moving bikers, slow, damage-absorbing tanks, and aircraft that circumvent the ground paths. To counter these, you wield up to eight different types of towers. Six of these do damage in a variety of ways, though in practice they never seem to differ greatly beyond just how much damage they do. Thankfully, the game does not segregate certain towers to only deal damage to certain units. Gun turrets and missile towers do equal damage to ground and air units alike. 
though someone will have to explain to me how a mortar can damage air units. The other two, the goo and ice towers, do no damage, but slow enemies down. These are essential, and any Fieldrunners player who ignores these towers will find their games ending quickly. Each tower can be upgraded to level 2 and level 3 versions, honestly so no overall effect to this other than having a different sprite for the tower. For a game that originated on a touchscreen device, the controls on the PSP work beautifully. The D-pad controls the cursor, the X button builds towers on empty squares or opens the cell slash upgrade menu when highlighting a tower, the L and R buttons select which tower to build, and the analog nub zooms the view in or out. I rarely had issues with the controls as such. Select can be pressed at any time to pause the game, which allows you to build, sell, and upgrade towers freely without having to worry about any units moving on screen. The start button lets you quit the game and save it, an essential feature for any game meant to be played on the go. There is also a generous autosave, something I discovered when I dropped my PSP while playing. Even though the battery on the unit had dislodged, I didn't lose much progress in the game at all. The whole map can be seen at once on the highest zoom level, and I really didn't feel the need to zoom in closer at any point except to see how detailed the sprites were. More on that later. If your cursor ever overlaps the tower selection screen at the bottom, the tower icons will fade out to give you an unobstructed view of the battlefield. I found this very frustrating. While I could see what was going on down there, I could not see which tower I had selected, leading me to build an incorrect tower more than once. While the game totes an impressive list of features, it starts with only one map and one game mode unlocked. There are five maps in total, each with very little variation between them. Some of them feature multiple entrances for enemy units. Pro tip! For every entrance on the map, there is a corresponding exit on the opposite side, which are the points that you have to defend. The game does not make this obvious, and you will likely only find out about them when a unit emerges from an entrance and marches straight into an undefended exit. I had to learn this the hard way. Other maps throw a few token obstacles into the terrain to break it up in over the wide open arena design. For a short order game, completing an actual level can take upwards of half an hour, even on the easiest difficulty. The default modes throw 100 enemy waves at you, and surviving at least 50 of them unlocks the next map. You'll have to survive up to the final wave in order to unlock all modes for the current map. Extended mode is the same 100 wave survival game with the ability to use more than the four basic towers. Endless mode is exactly what it sounds like. After putting so much time into beating a level on just the basic mode, I couldn't convince myself to go back to it for the other modes. They just didn't change enough things to offset the level fatigue that had set in for staring at the same screen for half an hour. The game's difficulty is punishing, even on easy. That difficulty is inherent to the structure of the game itself. You start each map with enough funds for two or three towers, and you earn a small amount of money each time an enemy unit is killed. Fail to kill an enemy, and it depletes one of your 20 hit points. Of course, the rub here is that any enemy you don't kill is also cash you don't earn. Failure to plan your tower placement from the very first wave can lead to a quick spiral of defeat. There were several maps I had to restart multiple times, as I recognized my poor choices were bound to end my game early. By around the 40th wave, if you survive that long, the map should have become an enemy-destroying machine. At this point, Field Runners becomes less of a game and more of a show. You're typically watching the current wave run your gauntlet, racking up the funds you will need for better towers to take on the stronger waves that are inevitably coming. 
Field Runners becomes very hands-off as you progress through the waves, and it leads me to question just how much of a game it actually is. For a game that you'll be staring at for a while, it looks decent. All sprites look good both when fully zoomed in and fully zoomed out. The tower sprites are distinguishable for the most part, and they change with each upgrade, though it is sometimes difficult to tell which upgrade level they are at by sprite alone. The only other way is to select the tower and see if an upgrade is still available. The enemy units are varied beyond anything I would have expected. There are three or four types of foot soldiers, and any of these types can be found driving motorcycles or jeeps. There are a number of tanks types as well, in addition to helicopters, aeroplanes, and even zeppelins. Don't expect much in the way of animation on these sprites. The vehicles turn corners simply by changing direction 90 degrees with no animation whatsoever. Some units have a quick dying animation that is typically lost in the chaos. Speaking of chaos, field runners can become visual overload at times. With multiple units, towers, explosions, missiles, goo shots, electricity arcs, lasers, flames, and more on the screen at once, it can be hard to tell exactly what is going on and how effective, if at all, your towers are at eliminating the enemy. There were several moments when the graphics chugged. You heard that right, a PSP Minis game caused my PSP 2000 to literally chug under the strain of the graphics. There is really no good reason for this. If the visuals weren't chaotic enough, the sound effects during gameplay are just as bad. Each tower has a unique sound effect associated with it, they don't sound terrible, and they do fit what the tower does. Most of the units also have an associated sound, such as the motorcycle's rumble, or the helicopter's thwop They all work well for what they represent, but with dozens of units on screen and multiple towers firing at once, it can get a bit much. I would have preferred a little more variety in the sound effects for each object, but this is a PSP Minis title, so I can't understand it being sparse in that regard. The game features a musical score of whimsical, quasi-militaristic tunes reminiscent of games like Worms. The tracks aren't bad for a casual listen, but there's only one track per map that continually loops as you play. Since the shortest round I played was around 30 minutes, I found the music wearing on me. A bit more variety in this regard would have been appreciated, even just to play more than one of the included tracks on any given map. So, how does this game wipe up? When it comes time to flush, Field Runners is a wipe with generic, mediocre, rest-stop toilet paper. It's definitely not worth the $6.99, but I really could have cut it more slack if it had been priced cheaper, like $4.99. It's an alright tower defense game, but really, you could do better. The game for this review was purchased by the reviewer and not provided by the publisher or developer. Music is from the PC game Worms 2. You can leave feedback for the reviewer on Twitter by following HighwayZ, that's H-W-Y underscore Z, or on the VGEVO forums at VGEVO.com. All right, well, our thanks to Zavari for the review of Field Runners, and uh, we don't even know what we're getting next week, so it'll be a nice big surprise for everybody. Damn it. All right, let's do emails. Yep. Uh, first one from XM Beaner. <laughs> Must be. XM Beaner. Uh, I have a question. I have noticed that since the price drop of the PS3, there's been a lot more douchebaggery on the PSN lately. I was in a Modern Warfare 2 match the other day, and it was like I was at the K- at a KKK rally. The, <laughs> the hits just kept coming. Uh, now I now I know I'm not a saint, and I have said some unpleasant things in my life. 
But now that the PS3 has gone budget, uh, gone budget at $300, really, uh, there's a lower <laughs> class of gamer online now. Am I being elitist or have you noticed this? You're a little elitist. bit of both. Uh, <laughs> one of the reasons that I chose the PSN over live was the fact that the gamers on the PSN seem to be more affluent than those of live. I'm sure that's the case and it's starting to worry me. Uh, I'm pretty laid back dude that minds his own business, but the changing PSN and now the idea that Sony may charge for it. Ah, oh, no, they're not going to charge for online play. Uh, is making me think that it may be time to go back to PC gaming. Thanks and keep up the great show. Uh, well, number one, there's no reason to not do PC gaming, even though you have a PS3. I do both. Uh, number mm-hmm. two, are you being an elitist or have you noticed this? I, like I said, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, but no, I, I, I kind of said the same thing. I, I It seemed like it was usually, the average was usually higher on the PSN in terms of decency. Uh, but Modern Warfare 2 brings the worst out of people, because oh, let's yeah. face it, people are assholes. But so. every popular online game is going to have a higher percentage of assholes on it. Exactly. Especially a Not game like mention, that where... Oh yeah. What? No, go ahead. Well, I, you kind of, yeah, go for it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to drink my wine now. I was just going to say, I think a lot of it, too, is that back when PSN was in its infancy, infant, infancy, oh my God, maybe I've drank too much tonight. Uh, infancy. <laughs> is that story-oriented? <laughs> I'm disappointed that not too many people commented on the Story Lords picture. Me, too. Very but that's neither here that. nor there. Exactly. Uh Back then, nobody used a headset, and I think you have a higher percentage of people now who do, because there are more people on as well. But, you know, when you have people with a headset, you're going to hear a lot of douchebaggery. It pretty much comes down to that. Indeed. No, I agree. I I mean, we've had some... It actually is mostly Modern Warfare 2, now that I think of it. It were... We just get the worst of the worst. I mean, we had a few people in Killzone 2 every now and then that were really bad. Uncharted 2, you know, every now and then there would be a a total asshole that would, like, throw grenades at his own team and all that kind of shit. You're always going to have that, but Modern Warfare 2, you really get the a-holes. I mean, you you, you get the D-bag extremes in that game for some reason. So, but again, it's also one of the more popular games online, so, eh. And you're going to get it online, too. Christ, on PC, we've played numerous people in Battlefield 2 that are just total jags. Same way with Counter-Strike, same way with Team Fortress 2. It's everywhere, dude. So, yep. I mean, but on the PC, you can go to Ventrilo, you can have your own server running, etc., etc., so you can get away with that a little bit, but there's still assholes everywhere. People are jerks. Agreed. That's all I'm saying. All right. Next one. Your That's turn. All That's all I'm saying. I'm just uh. super saying. <laughs> uh, this guy sent us Two versions of this, actually. One very, very long one, which was pretty well done. It might be worth posting on the forums or something. We had talked about doing like a mailbag section. So you Indeed. Email you wanted to post up there, too. Maybe, that'll, be, maybe that'll be the first one. Yeah. Uh, but the short version he provided. Uh, number one, calling all cars, servers are being taken down. Do you think that Sony would allow for a patch to make the game provide a standalone server, much like Warhawk, and would this help the game's prospects? Killing the servers obviously does not. Uh, no. no. The game's dead. It, it, it's it dead, and have, also that development team's gone. Yeah, it didn't have people playing online when it was released. 
And it was also the very first game Sony offered for free with a core subscription. I think they've made whatever little money they're going to make on it, and it's done. They don't want to spend anything else on it. So, sorry. It, But you know what? It always worked better as a local game anyway, True. in my opinion. So you've always got that. Yeah, it sucks you can't do it online, but what are you going to do? And two... Dante's Inferno probably has an early PS3 demo because the team leads on PS3, so they have good builds, and they want to avoid the crushing effect of God of War 3 marketing early next year. Xbox demos coming later makes sense since it has no God of War 3 competition. It might help, actually. And it's closer to the holidays and release date. Yeah, that's kind of what we said last week, too, is that, yeah, it, they've got a lot of competition on PS3 with God of War, but Xbox users will get the God of War experience slightly watered down um with dante's inferno so indeed yeah and uh two part two mark you said you would put up the dante's inferno boring review link where is it that's what the show notes are for um this confused me at first but then i realized he means that demon souls review that i had talked Ah. about a couple weeks ago that was really boring so i gotta try to find that now and we can put it in the show notes um, I don't know if he's going to be interested since it's a different game, but <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I saw that, I saw Thanks, that part guys. too. I'm like, what is he talking about? Yeah, yeah you're and, out. Oh, crap. When I chopped off his email, I chopped off what his name was. <laughs> Shit, because I forwarded the one that went to the contact address, so it doesn't have his return on it. Oops. Oh, well, thanks, right. anonymous writer. Thanks, yo. okay read the next one i'll look up what his name was so we can give him proper i'm gonna read the next one then we'll do a voicemail after that yeah all right oh wait this one doesn't make any sense either though uh so we had last we had a we had a an email and there was like a little joke at the end that mark and i both went huh uh so here is from uh steve again hey steve and he says, hello again, guys. Yeah, the joke I put at the end of the last email was a combination of two crappy jokes I put in my drunken state. A P.O.T. is a piece of turd, and move away from the pasta should have been move away from the paste. <laughs> okay, because the A and the E are so close together. It's just something they used to say in preschool when you tried to eat paste. Sorry if that last bit sounded like uh, sounded a bit random. Merry Christmas, Steve. Piece of turd and move it. away from the paste. Okay. I just I guess it's right. just something that wasn't said back when I was in school. Well, I don't think I ate paste. <laughs> I don't think did I you eat paint chips I tried as a kid? Play-Doh. I tried eating Play-Doh a lot, but it's oh, I did that salty. once. Yeah, I tried to do that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, if since you haven't found that yet, I'm gonna play the first voicemail. How about that? Okay. You gonna listen? Yeah. Okay, because this is about ad hoc party. All right. <laughs> hey guys, it's Gotti Junior calling back. I just uh, had a question about Fireteam Bravo Three there. Um, one other question I had, I forgot to ask. I just purchased the PSP Go, and uh, you know, and by the way, I'm really enjoying that system. I mean, I know it. I know it's taking a lot of heat, but. Uh, I don't know. I just love the digital downloads. I like scrolling through there, seeing what I want to download. I've been downloading movies, games. Um, and one game out there that people might want to check out, NBA 10 Inside. Great game. I mean, it's uh, real cool. Uh, the animations in that game are amazing. I mean, the, pl- the way the players react on the court, uh, 
how they get around picks and stuff like that. It just and rebound and uh, it looks really cool. It's a good game on there. Uh, check that out. Um, the question I had was, I never owned the PSP before. Um, ad hoc. Can you explain to me what that is? I mean, I downloaded it on my PS3. Um, it looked a little confusing in there, and I really don't know what that's about. I understand, you know, you get in there with your friends or something online. Um, if you could just go over, you know, explain to me how I go about using that. That would be great. Um, and I, I think that would be about it. Thanks a lot, guys. Keep up the great work. So first off, NBA 10, yeah, I agree. Uh, NBA 10 is actually a really cool game. Uh, I actually have it here. I just... I didn't do a review this year because there wasn't a lot changed from last year. There were a few things, but it just it wasn't changed enough to really put a lot of time and effort into. But it is a good game. Um, it, it, the online stinks on it, though. So it's great as a one-player game. It's great. I think as, if you play an ad hoc, it's good. But other than that, don't expect a lot out of it for multiplayer. Uh, but ad hoc party is... A, it's essentially... It's, it's kind of like a proxy. So if there's a game... There, there are two different wireless uh, modes out there, ad hoc and infrastructure. Infrastructure is like your PS3 where it just goes out to the, to the internet to play. Ad hoc is basically where you have two PSPs in the same room close to each other and they can communicate with each other. So what ad hoc like party old, does... It's, it's like the old Game Boy system link, except you don't need a cord. Right. So what ad hoc party does is it is kind of the go-between so that you can actually play an ad hoc only game over the internet like you're on an infrastructure game. So you actually connect your PSP to the PS3 and you say, all right, I want to connect to this game. Well, you have to be in a room in ad hoc party that's for that certain game. So we'll just say uh, Monster Hunter Freedom Unite or, or what is that what the game is that you guys are playing yeah. so much? Okay. Well, we were playing Fancy Star Portable that way. Okay, Fancy Star Portable. So you, you go to a room that's, that's set up for Fancy Star Portable and you go to your PSP and you say, I want to play multiplayer, and it'll find the PS3, and you can play with all these other people on the internet, even though you're supposed to only be able to play with people in the same room that have a PSP right next to you. The other cool thing about Ad Hoc Party is that it allows you to use your PS3's uh, Bluetooth headset, and you can do voice chat over these different games, even though the game itself doesn't support voice chat. So it actually sets up a separate channel, like a party chat, that you guys can all use. So yeah, uh, it's I really think we nice. have some instructions out on the forums for it. Yeah, but I mean, it's all in English now, too, so it should be easy to figure out. Yeah, very true. Um, it works slick. It's really slick. Yeah, and everything is on the PSP. It's not like you're like pumping the PSP out to the TV or anything like that, although you probably, you actually could do that, but you would have true. to change the inputs, so <laughs> like switch to the PSP. Um, but the, it's basically like you make a chat room, there's like hundreds of different rooms that you can go into. You make a chat room and then you can have people go in there. You can use the PS3 controller. There's like some preset like noises and stuff you can do on it. You can I think you can type on the keyboard too. But uh yeah. it's obviously better with the headset. It works great. Not every game works. I know Nabashin and I tried playing Power Stone collection for PSP and it ran at about half the speed it was supposed to. So that didn't work. But a lot of the best multiplayer games do work, like Dissidia, Fantasy Star Portable, Monster Hunter. There's a lot of good stuff you can play. It's really yeah. nice. And it's all free. I mean, yeah, of course, you have to have like a $300 system to play your $200 system online. But uh, 
And the other it's thing, it's a nice is workaround because a lot of developers didn't do infrastructure mode, and and this is right. It, it, at least it's a choice for you, and it works really well. Yeah. Um, the other thing is your PS3 has to be connected by the Ethernet cable to the internet because right. basically it takes over your wireless. Con- your, also, it has to be a wireless PS3. The t- old 20 gig will not work, which is actually why I swapped that one. Uh, because it basically takes your wireless signal and turns that into like the PSP ad hoc signal and then pumps right. everything through the Ethernet through the, for the internet. So you can't be connected to the internet wirelessly to use it. Yeah. Your PS3 is essentially becoming a proxy for you out to the internet for this thing. And it, it, it's really, it's a great piece of tech. And I'm, I'm really happy that they brought it off for free. I think, I think it's a great tool. And it, it's funny because they have a compatibility list online. And there's way more games that are on that compatibility list Yeah, uh, that'll work. I think that's just generally what they've actually tested and guarantee. Because, yeah, try, right. you can try a lot of stuff. Like I said, you know, we tried Power Stone. That didn't work. But tons of other ones do. Yeah. It would no, be really it's, nice it's, if they really could come cool. up with something like that for PS1 titles or something. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, PS1 yeah. really wouldn't work. Well, if they could somehow do that, that'd be neat. Oh, kind of like Bleem used to do where... Yeah. Or no, why not Bleem? Uh, no, X-Bang. where like... Yeah, yeah. Where it would like fool it into thinking it's playing somebody else right there. Yeah. Yeesh. But I suppose that's mostly for like the Japanese fighting games and stuff. I'm <laughs> I don't of. care about that. I just want cross game chat. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. <laughs> rubble, rubble, rubble. Rubble, 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 rubble. <laughs> so did you find right. that yet? Yes, I found that gentleman's name. It is Roger Pixley. So there All you right. go. That it, he gets proper credit now. Thank you, Roger. Thank you. Thank you, Roger of Loxley. Okay. <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> It's funny. All right, number four, your turn to read. I don't like to read. Oh, wait, actually, hold on. Let's do a voice. Oh, no, we just did a voicemail. Wow, too much wine. Okay, read your email. All right. (laughs) Hello, guys. I've got two questions for you. I heard the PS3 Netflix disc works because of the BD Live. Does that mean the disc will work on any standalone Blu-ray? I can't talk. Jesus. Any standalone Blu-ray player that has BD Live? Some of my friends were wondering about this because they bought standalone players instead of PS3s. My other question is probably directed more towards Torgo. When I play Modern Warfare 2, it says my NAT type is strict. But when I check my internet settings on the PS3, it says it's NAT type 2. 2. Do you have any idea on how to fix this? Thanks, guys. I enjoy the show. Keep it up. Big Red SC. Uh, The Netflix thing, I haven't heard... That it strictly uses Blue uh, BD Live, but you could take your disc over there and try it. It's not going to hurt anything. Mm-hmm. You just have to. I don't think there. Well, you have to be able to register and everything, but yeah, go try it. Uh, Modern Warfare Two. Your your um, your NAT type is saying strict or whatever. Uh, easiest way to do that is to not forward ports and instead put your PS3 into the DMZ on your router. Usually, with these home routers, they only allow one device in the DMZ. Uh, so just put your PS3 out there, and your your NAT type is going to basically say, uh, like, relaxed or something like that now. Uh, it's kind of weird that it's saying that. Uh, it was saying that for a lot of people on Modern Warfare 2 before the patch. Once the patch came out, it light, it kind of lightened things up for the NAT type in the game itself. So, But, yeah, the easiest way to do that is put your PS3 in the, in the what's called DMZ uh, on your router at home, and do not forward ports if you do that. 
because that's what a big mistake that a lot of people make is doing the DMZ and the port forwarding, and that fucks things up big time. Uh, there is a technical technical doc out on our Sony for, uh, forums on VGEVO, so you go to Modern Evolutions, go to Sony, and there's one that's like uh, all technical docs, and you're going to see one in there for networking that I wrote, and that'll pretty much walk you through exactly what you need to do. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, our second voicemail is from somebody in Canada, eh? Hey, boys. Love the show. This is Mike Hoju underscore CA. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast, and the guys complaining about GameStop. We have EB Games in Canada, and frankly, they suck just as bad. I Same do thing. not trade my games with them. I've been using a website called Guzex. G-O-O-Z-E-X. And it's a trading site, and it works phenomenal. You just need some patience for the newer games, but it's a great way to get older games uh, for basically free for your old games. Uh, that's the main reason I called. Love the show. One thing I would love to hear is in the review, give us a time that you took to finish the game, because frankly, i got a wife and kids, and I don't want to spend more than 10 hours finishing a game. <laughs> I don't have time to get into Team of Souls or anything long like that. So if you gave a a time it took you to finish the game, that would be awesome. Keep it up, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, well, let's do the second part first. Uh, the <laughs> amount of time it takes to... first. <laughs> well, it's not just that. It was really funny because I, I had a discussion with Dylan, uh, Dylan Job about this. Because there's always this perception that you're spending longer on the game than you actually are. So mm-hmm. he actually got me into the habit of running a stopwatch when I play games and it is you think oh I probably spent like four hours on that and it's two yeah so I've noticed that too the problem is I don't do it all the time so unless the game actually has a counter in it like kills on two did and infamous and everything else you're not going to get a good reading from Mark or I because we just don't pay attention and there's Mm -hmm. that that perception that you're spending longer than you are so and we, we don't always ideas. finish the games before we review them, and I think we're pretty honest about that most of the time. Yeah, um, yeah. Although I do try to finish them, but every oh, now of course and then. we try. But you know, <laughs> this is a hobby. We have full time jobs and a life outside, so it's kind of a balance between trying to play as much of these games as we can before we review them, and uh, you know, getting it out timely. So it's either you wait six months for the review of a game or you wait two weeks and I don't finish it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, we tried to give it a fair shake. I, I'm not going to... I don't want to review something after I played it for an hour or something like that. Well, and that's that's so. kind of why we miss some reviews every now and then because, like, you know, the Borderlands 2 thing, even even though it is a humong- yeah. humongous joke right now, but like I've, there's other games well, yeah, that we do is. miss. And, and, and I've played a lot of Borderlands, but there's, like things in borderlands that i know are there that i haven't played yet right that, you know i i want to get to and try before i review it so that's basically what i'm waiting on um that'll never happen you know stuff like that uh, it might eventually although yeah, i guess happen. the pc version's on sale on steam right now oh geez <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh we, we try to give times every now and then and usually like i said it's because the game itself has a, a timer built in, uh, but we can't say equivocally, like, 100%, oh, yeah, this is what the time was. We're just going to be gone. We're, we're, we're going to be totally off. Oh, yeah, I spent 20 hours, then you find out you spent five because it was yeah. really tough. So, yeah. 
All right, you want to read this last one, or you want me to read this thing? Uh, I don't know. Are, are your words better than my words right now? Probably. I'll read it. All right, then. All right, this is a uh, another poem from our buddy BenX42316, and uh, we haven't heard one of these for a while. So uh, he says, hi, guys, it's BenX42316 here. It's been a while since I emailed you, but my exams are all over now, so I can finally start to enjoy my Christmas gaming. We or I have made a Christmas poem here to thank you so much for all your podcasts this year. Hope you like it. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> all right. Well, 2009 is almost done, so it's time to have a little fun. This Christmas, we'll be gaming with Glee, Torgo with Killzone, and Mark with MLB. <laughs> this Christmas be this Christmas be sure to eat turkey and cake. And plenty of buzz and Uncharted with Drake. There will be lots of Sailor Jerry available till late. But remember, Torgo, drink only one crate. Aw. <laughs> um, Mark will be playing lots of Demon Souls while everyone else is bored and trashing his consoles. But don't worry, Mark. They won't do it for long. Torgo will come and scare them off by singing a song. That hurt. He actually uh, has a very sh- nice singing voice, I must say. Aw, uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, thanks for the other, or thanks for the show, guys. 2009 was great. It was even better than 2008. Now you both deserve to have some festive cheer. So have a merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Yay! Aw, uh, thanks, Ben. You know what that, that deserves? <laughs> uh. Thanks, man. All right, I actually got one last one that I didn't email out. Okay. Um, I got it via VG Evo private message from Mike PSN08. He says, uh-huh. <laughs> I wanted to wish you and Glenn and everyone in VG Evo land a very safe and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Unfortunately, he's kind of sick right now, fighting a really bad flu and has no voice. Oh, no. So, oh, no. hope you get better soon, Mike, and you have a happy holiday too. Yeah. Uh that's horrible being sick around Christmas. I've done that before. Oh yeah, I know. I actually Ugh. I've been Jess and I have both been feeling not hundred percent this week, so let's just hope we can hold out. You better watch out, might be that Canadian flu. Uh oh. Am I or, gonna turn into bacon? Oh god. Back bacon? Oh oh jeez. <laughs> All right. Well uh I think we're pretty much done here. Uh our thanks to Zavari for giving us another awesome review for the PSP minis. We'll be doing this again uh, next week on Tuesday, so the show will be out Wednesday, uh, like this week. Hey, and we might forget. actually have reviews. Oh. Yeah, we might, if I get time to play some games, yeah. Uh, but don't forget, live show, Saturday, February 27th at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Put it on your calendar now, damn it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Just get it done. And uh, guess what? In two weeks, we can start talking MGC officially, because it's the new year. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, snap. Start saving up your money. Carlson's going to be there. I'm not going to have any money to spend this year. <laughs> well, you can start selling your yourself on the corner for Pez, and you can trade that Pez for money. I might have to. Yeah. Or maybe I'll try out Guzex, like he suggested, because I've been hearing really good things about that. So have I, actually. Yeah. So I have a couple of games that I could probably get rid of. I might try. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you got anything else? I do not think so. Good, because I'm out of wine and I'm a little tipsy. So, uh, 
have a good Christmas. Have a good, well, Hanukkah's already done. So have a yeah. good holidays. Enjoy your time off from work. Hopefully everybody's got some time off from work. We will talk to you next week. Get out there and play some games. Have a great time, kids. Merry games. Christmas. Have a- I love our holiday traditions, like the Christmas tree, where we go out and we chop down a tree and we put it in our living room. Kind of sounds like the behavior of a drunk man, really. <laughs> some woman wakes up. Honey, why is there a, a pine tree in our living room? I like it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna decorate it for Jesus. Uh, uh. And then I'm gonna hang my socks over the fireplace, fill them with candy. Maybe I'll tie some leaves to the ceiling, see if I can get some action. But now I gotta puke on that couch. Merry Christmas. Some people get so into Christmas, they decorate their yards. It seems completely backwards. All right, chop down that tree, bring it in here. Take all these lights, put them out there. Oh, I just gotta, I really gotta get a job. He's anti-Christmas. Easter, that's a weird tradition. Easter, the day Jesus rose from the dead, what should we do? How about eggs? Well, what does that have to do with Jesus? All right, we'll hide him. I don't, I don't follow your logic. Don't worry, there's a bunny. Ridiculous. Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, it's like we didn't even try to come up with a tradition. The tradition is we overeat. Hey, how about Thanksgiving we just uh, eat a lot? We do that every day. Oh, what if we eat a lot with people that annoy the hell out of us? Oh, he's anti-family. Most of we use holidays so we can eat more. I normally don't have a burger, a brat, and a steak, but it is 4th of July. And uh, I need the energy if I'm going to start blowing crap up what the founding fathers would want. (laughs) My favorite holiday is Halloween, and not just because women use it as an excuse to dress like prostitutes. (laughs) You ladies totally do. I'm a witch if she was a hooker. (laughs) I'm Little Miss Muffet. I'm sure you are. (laughs) Hey, that almost sounded dirty, fella. As a kid, Halloween was amazing. You dress like a superhero, you bang on your neighbor's door, and they give you candy. I do that today, my neighbor wants me arrested. Probably because I make a hot cat woman. Kitty wants some candy. Remember that from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? And they wonder why we do drugs. Oh, that was negative. How about those traditions, fellow? Why don't you go back to that? Valentine's Day, the tradition is we give each other those big red hearts filled with the gamble chocolate. 
Have you ever eaten any chocolate out of those big red hearts with any confidence? Mm, well, this could either be really good or totally nasty. And I'm just pig enough to find out. Ah, I got the one filled with toothpaste. I'm going to have to eat another nine to get rid of that flavor. There's the big red hearts filled with the gamble chalk out of the tiny chalk heart-shaped antacids. I know I make you nauseous. Here's a Tums with Hug Me written on it. Maybe that'll help. I know nothing about Saint Valentine. I assume he's the patron saint of overpriced greeting cards. That's an odd ritual, really. You know, we go out and we buy cards that already have things written in them. It's like, hmm. Hey, that's something I'd say. Just add my name here at the bottom. Hey, go! You like what that early guy wrote in there? Took me five seconds to find it. Cost me two bucks. Greeting cards would make sense if there was something profound written in there, but it's always like, Happy birthday! Couldn't think of that yourself? I'm not a slogan machine. 